Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The drunk women will be downing Prosecco at this year's Edinburgh Fringe. You can see them from the 3rd to the 11th of August, inclusive 7.20pm at the Underbelly Bristow Square. Tickets are now on sale at underbellyedinburgh.co.uk. Welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Um, give me a cheer if you've been before. Woo! Oh, give me a cheer if it's your first time. Woo! Hello. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I'm Detective Buttstuff. <laughs> I'm only if you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> gives you a slightly different idea of who I am. Um, but I'm owning it. And I'm joined, as always, by the woman who's five foot ten inches. That's uh, 177 centimetres <laughs> or 17.5 hands. It's Katie. Too many measurements. Wilkins! Yay! <laughs> Again, if you don't listen to the podcast, that's a very funny reference. <laughs> <laughs> That was really good, Hannah. Thank you, that was, thank you. That was very, very good. Uh, it, was, it was interesting to know how tall you are in hands, isn't it? Just if I, you're a I, horse. I, I can add this to my list of stuff that I keep a record of. Pop on your spotlight page, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay, and I'm joined by a woman whose country's birthday it is today. It's Taylor oh. Glenn! Oh my God, I hadn't even remembered. That's so weird. <laughs> you brought that up. I love so. doing visual gags on a podcast just to <laughs> yeah. fuck with people. So. I've just waved a small American flag. <laughs> it went down very well. Yeah, this from a woman who's pretended to be Canadian for the past decade. But 
and not because and I love Canada, and not because I think they're better than us because I actually do love the U.S. I love the U.S. Woo! But I just feel like Canada is like the U.S. if it had some good therapy. <laughs> if you just sorted its shit out, like drop the guns, you don't have to be so afraid. <laughs> Got rid of some toxic relationships. It's, it, anyway. Taylor Glenn, twenty twenty. Yeah. I'd be here for that. Um, <laughs> So, uh, this is the bit where I do uh, something meets something, and uh, these ones are really, I've really gone to town on this. So, okay. this is where Jim Bean. No. <laughs> it's, who's Jim Bean? This is where Jim Beam meets Ed Gein, if you pronounce it that way. It's where <laughs> Jack Daniels meets Jack the Ripper, and Guinness meets Bell Gunness. Oh! Yeah! A, a lot of references there. It's a true crime uh, podcast with a twist. Well, (laughs) without further ado, I think we're all suitably warmed up. Um, So please welcome to the stage the incredible Jane Adams! (laughs) Jane! Hi, sorry, I was sat down at the back of the room. (laughs) 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 That was a bit of. Hi, girls! Hi. Hi! Hi. Hi. Oh, I like you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Are you all pissed as well? Is that part of it? Is it actual getting drunk? Is it like, have yeah. you had anyone that's been um, an Too absolute drunk. nightmare? Yes, we have. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we are drinking pints of gin and tonic tonight. Yeah. We thought it would mean that we wouldn't have to like refill us um, quite, <laughs> like, quite so much. Yeah, but we've almost finished it. Never. Them, so. It's like when you have a low calorie thing and you think, oh, it means I can, I, you know, and then you just end up eating four of them. Yeah. So I feel this, like this is that what we're doing. I feel like that when I smoke rolly cigarettes. Ah. I'm like, they're not as bad. They're like diet fags, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Jade, please tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, yes, in a way. Uh, there's a story. So basically a bit of backstory. My mum and dad live in Bristol. I grew up in this house. Uh, and our area. Do you in, have the accent? Uh, yeah, it's really <laughs> strong. Oh, she's been. She's doing jokes. <laughs> I was like, maybe the I'm Canadian sorry. doesn't really get ear the accent. <laughs> no, she thinks I'm Canadian. Oh my god. Are you Canadian? No. Oh, do you know? Someone told me recently it's okay to say to Americans, "Are you Canadian?" But it's not okay to uh, to um, Canadians Absolutely. to say, "Are you American?" So Absolutely. I haven't really offended you. No, not at except all. for <laughs> I've known about you for a long time, so I should have known that bit of information. So I am now massively embarrassed. I'll <laughs> no, drink. Don't be. Um, <laughs> drink when we're embarrassed. She's known about me for a long time. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, enough about me. <laughs> um, are you crushing over here, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I was so lonely at school. <laughs> so my mum and dad bought their house in 1979 for a Twix and a hand job. And <laughs> we don't know who did what. My, my dad does like Stepso and Abba. <laughs> That he professes that he likes Faye Tozer, so we don't know. <laughs> um, such a specific person to fancy. He really like, likes Faye Tozer. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's like, no, it's specifically Faye. <laughs> Faye. Why when not? she was on Strictly Come Dancing, he watched it a lot and he tried to be calm, but. Mm. 
<laughs> I notice when my dad's putting more emotion into something than normal. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he's into he's into that. So yeah. maybe he's not, but he can be whoever he wants. Yeah. As long as he doesn't leave my mum. Now they've retired. So um, <laughs> stay in that. Yeah, great. Uh, so they have lived in this house. I've lived there. I lived there with them until I was 18. Back and forth, obviously. Um, but they bought the house for not very much money. And when they moved in there, it was quite of a rough, it was quite a rough area. Since they've lived there, the area is BS3 in Bristol. It's the third most sought after street Ooh, in Bristol. Hello. Working class people done well. None of us can do that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's fucked for all of us, just to let you know. I imagine we can swear as there's booze oh, yeah. involved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're up oh, shit creek without yes. a paddle, mate. So, um, <laughs> uh, they... So they live they live in this three story Victorian townhouse opposite a park, which doesn't sound very working class, but it didn't have any floors when we moved in there. <laughs> um, and because the houses are so expensive in the area, other people buy them, and what they do is they let them out. Right. So they don't buy the whole house, and sometimes it's just some nice people that turn it into a maisonette. Like there's a a couple of lads down the road. They got married recently, and they've lived down there. Mum loves them. They're great. And then we've got <laughs> she's a vegan, but mum does not mind. <laughs> And they got two nice kids. I used to babysit for them and they'd give me weed. And um, oh. Oh, I'm so glad you've named them as well. <laughs> In the Bristol area. Yeah. Um, but next door to my mum and dad is this other house. Um, how do we say? It's not exactly a social house, but it's a pretty... It's 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 been trying, okay, because they try and be, you know, uh, you know, friend of all my parents and all of that sort of stuff. But they there's been um, drug raids. There's been a woman naked in the park dancing around, uh, like saying that she could uh, hear the moons and the stars oh, and all wow. this sort of stuff. There's been some really serious stuff as well. There was a guy that we loved called Kevin. He had this little kitten called Spider that was the best kitten <laughs> you ever saw in your life. Oh, and then it got squashed. And oh, it's just absolutely tragic. And and Kevin was such a nice guy. That's um, why you don't name your kitten Spider. Uh, <laughs> I know it's quite an intense name for a kitten, isn't it? Um, it was very cute, and Kevin was one of the nicer ones. He was troubled, but he was nice, and he kept himself to himself. Um, he's not around anymore. Uh, it's been a, a troublesome house that we've lived next sure. door to. So I'm there recently. Mum and Dad are thinking of moving now because they've now retired and they realise it's time to go. And and so they're they're looking to sell the house. So obviously, it would be great when they're selling the house. The next door, just keep it down a little bit, you know. Keep the furniture inside the house. Yeah, just you know, let's let's have less deaths and less crack, and we'll be able to sell the property to all the nice middle class people that knock on the door whilst Mum's in it to try and buy the house from underneath her feet, which I can tell you she loves. Um, she opens the door to them and tells them that she'd rather sell her house to ISIS. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm there recently. I go for a little visit and uh, we're walking up the garden path. No, uh, no innuendo there. We're literally walking up the garden path and we get to the house and there's a man outside of the house that I don't recognise. Mum doesn't recognise and neither does dad and he's a a very sweet looking guy. He um he looks a bit lost. We're like, why? And he's like four foot five. He's like, it's not a guy you're not gonna notice outside of your house who's not been <laughs> there before. And he's just looking around and he doesn't know what he's doing. And I said, Oh, are you okay? Are you lost? And he was like, Oh no, 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 I'm fine. And then the door opens and a woman from next door opens the door 
with perfectly curled hair, um, a pair of fuck me heels on that are Louboutin, a really thin stiletto <laughs> heel. And she's just wearing a shirt with her ass out. And she <laughs> opens the door and says, I think you're uh, meant to be here with me. <gasps> and then my mum and I went, uh, <laughs> and he followed, he sort of shuffled in. <laughs> and, mum, um, and then I burst out laughing. <laughs> and dad went, what's that then? <laughs> <laughs> and my mum was fur- furious and then I um and then I said I think that mother might be a prostitute <laughs> and uh, oldest trick in the game but go, go on babes but if they're going to try and sell the house um, <laughs> we might need to probably address this situation that's next door to my parents house and whether or not there's a brothel there now so um <laughs> Um, I'm in a dichotomy really because like I'm like a feminist I'm like women should like you know it's been there forever and I'm not like you know if they legalise sex work there won't be so many problems and all that that sort of stuff but the other side like I've got some inheritance coming (laughs) and that's going to really bother it I mean if they turn up to value the house that's going to what's that going to knock off like £250,000 isn't it (laughs) it's a brothel area because at the moment all the flat white drinkers don't believe that there's anything like that going on because right. they've, they've put some posts on the on the park and and stuff. So there is a little wow. unso- uh, uh, unsolved wow. crime there, like whether or not that's a brothel that I live next door <laughs> to. Because um, it is a crime at the moment, which it, it is shouldn't a crime. be. I remember I on the uh, on the Isle of Wight, there was a brothel on the Isle of Wight, which was literally next door to the biggest police station. <laughs> it was brilliant, yeah. They were just like, yeah, it was just in the house next door to Newport Police Station. Just so <laughs> they didn't have to travel far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, oh, well, sometimes on this podcast, we say, what would you say to the person who has committed, essentially it's, it's insurance fraud against you. So. Uh, is it insurance? Not insurance fraud, I mean inheritance fraud. Oh, wait, what's the crime? Is it the Johns that's the crime? Or is it the... Is it the illegal brothel that my parents live next door to? Yeah. Whilst but they're like, like who, watching who Mrs. Brown's boys. Prof- See, I just think it sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if I could afford that kind of building, I'd be like, oh, thank God. Like, we have interesting neighbors. Like, <laughs> we might see a naked woman dancing in the park. I miss that. Parenthood is dull. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's fucking dancing naked and getting prostitutes that we can see. You know? <laughs> Life is so Sounds boring delightful. Now. Send me the address. I might put in an <laughs> <Okay>. offer. <laughs> London's wearing me down. <laughs> sometimes we solve crimes. Sometimes we make fun real estate deals jade (laughs) (laughs) that's what's just happened drunk women selling houses (laughs) it's definitely a franchise i'm i'm up for has anyone got a house they need selling yeah i know some people that could live next door to you that would (laughs) (laughs) or like that would be the thing like get them get them tickets to a, a show they can't miss at the time that people are coming around so they all go out to see the show it would have to be a really good show i don't know what show what show would she like yeah greece we know I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. we know she likes shoes <laughs> she had a pair of louboutins on i mean kinky I'm, boots maybe she go see that kinky boots yeah. is not on anymore sadly oh no <laughs> all right get me with my musical knowledge <laughs> we no, just I went to the theater that it was in remember Did we? Yeah. yeah we it's saw a, um um emily emily amelia amelia was that not kinky boots i call it emily <laughs> <laughs> anyway well thank you for sharing that with us and yeah. i hope you'll keep us updated on whether or not your parents actually sell the house yeah well it'd be nice because um I, I i sound like i come from money i don't we just they just bought well at the right time mum worked at asda dad 
does something I don't understand. <laughs> so, like a Chandler Wait, job. Wait, is he a, a Chandler job? <laughs> Maybe he's a pimp. Oh, what's that? Oh. I've, got, I've got no idea what that is. What's that naked woman at the door? <laughs> that seems unusual behaviour. You're ten minutes early. How long, <laughs> How long have they been on the market? Uh, they've only just put it on. Oh, okay. oh it won't be long. It's just they yeah. got we got to make sure that them that they're so not next door. Apparently, if you can't sell your house in three or four months, it might be too expensive. We really are really? drunk women like, selling houses. <laughs> <laughs> but just because like it's like if, if it doesn't oh, sell that quickly, there might be something to look into. Like it could be the neighbours. Oh, <laughs> but they've only just gone on, so everything to play for. We just have to. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, who wants to hear about a man that got shot in the head? Come on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it brings us on to our crime part of the... Of the Very uh, smooth segue. Um, so today's crime concerns a serial adulterer, a game of bridge, and a locked room murder. Oh, my God. It is the neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> this is the murder of Joseph Baun Elwell. So who was Joseph Baun Elwell? J.B. Elwell came from a lower middle class family, but his obsession and talent for bridge got him into higher social circles. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what bridge is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that just sounded like I worked my way up to the upper classes with my backgammon <laughs> skills. It's just, yeah. Well, twinned with his endearing persona and the gift oh, of the gab, yeah. he eventually became wealthy enough to own a property in Palm Beach, Ooh. 20 horses, five cars and a yacht. Oh, I love a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? I just love a yacht. So, first question. Um, any ideas when all this happened? When would you need 20 horses? When are you a sex symbol because of bridge? Yeah. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> this sounds vintage, doesn't it? It does. It's a little vintage. Sounds, I can smell like vintage fur you know some pearls Ooh. yes some, some like hairspray and like you know like a, a pin roll or something like that yeah this is very much the vibe i'm, go, I'm pre-depression 1913 okay 1913 i'm going 1870s 1870s we're talking bridge we're talking 20 horses and did you say <laughs> was it horses it yeah, was horses five horses. cars five cars cars 12 hang on oh, oh yes. i've gone too early 50s okay 1950s no oh yeah after the war so 50s oh, post-war 1950s mm. it's actually you were the closest it's 1910 new york yeah. before titanic sank Yes. Whoa. April 14th, 1912. I've watched Titanic a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, like, these are properly some really, really uh, rich people in this story. So some of them may ooh, have, some of them may have perished on it. Mm. <laughs> um, so, uh, New York was where he met socialite Helen Darby, who he married and gained access to even higher society that included names like the Roosevelt's as in-laws. Yeah. Using her social ties, Darby helped Elwell become a famous writer and tutor as his fame as a world-class bridge player grew. Fucking hell. Uh, what do you think? So he was an author. What do you think he wrote his books about? Bridge? Oh. It was bridge. He fucking oh loved bridge. Oh, my God. He was bridge. <laughs> you can still buy them now. You know what's more exciting than playing bridge is reading about it. Mm. <laughs> Did you read book three? It's fantastic. It's the way I bridge it. <laughs> titles for him Bridget Jones's hey, guide to bridge bridge. <laughs> bridge over the river why Bridget <laughs> are there cliffs notes it's the abridged version nice <laughs> anyone else got one got a bridge pun oh god I mean I just shat on the 4th of July with a pun <laughs> 
signs you've lived in the UK for a long time. I'm oh. so sorry I called you Canadian and that was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's really okay. <laughs> Jade is actually referencing a gun uh, for the uh, podcast <laughs> listeners. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> oh, Detective Butster. <laughs> you might be Detective Applause Break now. <laughs> I do want that one to stick, so we'll use that again. Detective um, <laughs> Applause Break. So um, he was also, um, he became known as the Bridge King of Manhattan. Oh, <laughs> but do we think He's that's a nickname really he gave gone himself? All in on bridge. He gave himself that nickname. Yeah. Of course yes. he fucking did. Yeah. He had another nickname. Any idea? The idiot nickname guy, <laughs> Mr. Oh, burn, <laughs> Bridgie Mick, social climber. Ooh, yeah. Um, I play bridge. I don't know. I'm not good at. <laughs> I'm not good at naming stuff. I'm terrible the, at it. The Brooklyn Bridge. He was the Wizard of Whist. That, uh, no one would have got that. No, no, <laughs> not headed that direction, were we? And Whist is like Whist, almost the same as bridge. Is it? I, I don't. I don't fucking know. Like my granddad went to whist drives. That's all I know about it. Oh wow! So it could be a sex thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know much about what my granddad did. So his marriage to Helen Derby lasted for twelve years, and they had a son. Why do you think it ended? He couldn't play bridge. <laughs> he he broke his bridge playing hand. He couldn't get it up. Hey. Do you know what the problem was? The very opposite. He got uh, it up too, too many much. times. Too many times oh, for too many socialites. Yep, yep. he was a bit of a swordsman. Mm. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he was quite the ladies' man. Uh, his private address book contained the names and contact information of more than 50 women, some of whom were married. Uh-oh. Ooh. Scandal. No. So what do you think this sort of behavior gave him apart from chlamydia? Illegitimate <laughs> <laughs> children? Oh, no. Oh, good guess. But good maybe. Guess. But, but what? Well, it could be like he a reputation. Yeah. A bad what? heart. A bad heart. <laughs> stress. Bad karma. Yeah. Stre- juggling too many women is stressful. Sex stress. Oh, I uh, love that. I can imagine. Yeah. I've never had that ever. <laughs> guilt. Like spunk guilt. <laughs> that is a great nickname. That's I am spunk, spunk guilt. That's a punk band. I mean, spunk that's guilt. We are spunk guilt. <laughs> um, enemies, guys. It was enemies. Oh, enemies. Oh, of enemies. course. Oh, the, the, the husbands and stuff. Yeah, his exploits became the talk of New York <laughs> City. Said the owners because of the owners. <laughs> oh, the yeah. owners of the female it's property. It's 1910. <laughs> I'm just getting into the mindset. <laughs> but yeah, he would often have flings with married women and much younger girls. That meant that J.B. Elwell yeah, was a man who had a lot of spurned mistresses, angry husbands and enraged fathers who probably want to kill him and somebody did. Right. Oh boy. Oh yeah. So he has some other enemies. Um, it's not just all those people. Okay. Knowing what we know about him, who do you think his enemies might be the his government. wife his wife very, <laughs> very much so the government why uh he's a fraud Ooh. or like not paying taxes on his yeah something bridge. gambling gambling he's gambling. gambling that's it he's gambling oh yes of course well done detective mm. adams they always do like three you know they're like when you know when they fuck up there's like three of them so like you know you've got the cheating yeah the cheating and the gambling. <laughs> <laughs> that um, works. So that checks out. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> What's exciting about this case is that uh, this is one of the cases is where the bridge. It's the, yeah, it's damn right, it's the bridge. Uh, it's one of these cases where we actually get a proper description of how attractive a man was. 
So what kind of things do you think went? (laughs) What sort of things do you think went down well with the ladies of 1910? Pork chops. Bridge of his nose. (laughs) Bridge of his nose. Pork chops. Pork chops. Beard. Oh. Pork chop beard. It was a style back then, wasn't it? Mm. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm trying to think. I'm gonna say a nice cravat. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. (laughs) (laughs) No. A lovely little necktie. <laughs> You'd be um, the he, ugliest man in the he, world. He could jaw. rock a necktie. Good jaw. Jawline. Jawline. Jaw. Okay. Um, now I've seen a picture of him. Eyes. Eyes. He's got two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know dark. what they liked then. Dark, like black, like the snow, like his soul. Mm. Does well, he have a little mustache? What he was that's known like not Hitlery yet. It's still like. <laughs> cute chaplain (laughs) (laughs) the picture i've seen he looks like a oh he does look like a right sort of he looks smarmy just in one picture that i've seen of him but he um sort of he's sort of like i don't know how to describe he looks almost like a a movie not really a movie star brand oh no very much that's the opposite of what he looks what jesus (laughs) 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 um that's what he looks like he's made that happen hasn't he (laughs) I was just trying to picture someone who's famous for shagging. Oh. Russell Brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant Jesus. I was like, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mary um. Magdalene. Oh, I thought we were <laughs> oh. naming who Jesus was famous for shagging. Errol Flynn no, fucked I mean. anything. Right? Yeah. That was yeah. the, that's the rhyme as well. I just made that up. But it worked. <laughs> also, I don't think Jesus slept with Mary Magdalene. No, he didn't do that. He's he didn't do that. No, he was nice to her. I get those confused. <laughs> I mean, that was college for me. (laughs) (laughs) That guy was really nice to you. I'm like, I know. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) He was known, guys, for his pearly white smile, his thick head of hair, and Mm. for being able to make women swoon for his larger-than-life personality. Uh, So actually, you only need a personality as a man. You need teeth and hair. That's (laughs) that's it. I don't mean to absolutely brag, but he sounds like my boyfriend. My boyfriend's real fit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a boyfriend before, so let me have it. Okay. <laughs> and he is so smarmy, I've met him. <laughs> He's lovely. He's the There's, loveliest man in comedy. Do you know what? There are some women in his past that do think that, so there we go. <gasps> I came along and I changed him. You know. <laughs> Magical vagina. Drunk women changing men. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's another franchise. Yeah. <laughs> right. All these spin-offs. Um, okay, so um, he. Oh, now I'm just picturing your boyfriend. This is really annoying. <laughs> so he's we all are. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, by 1916, his wife took their son Richard and filed for separation. By 1920, she was negotiating a divorce. Richard. Yes, your boyfriend's name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What's his dad like? What? Wed up. He'd have to be very old to be born in 1916. <laughs> he's called Colin. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Was he, he shot in the head? <laughs> no, he works for the. Um, he's a. He works on Citizens Advice Bureau, which is kind of the same. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> um, okay, so she filed for separation, and by 1920, she was negotiating a divorce. Um, so in a divorce, I can't say divorce because my parents are still together. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't need to. Don't need divorce. Don't need the word. So, <laughs> you know when you're like, I can't read or say words. So gin. <laughs> yeah. yeah we <laughs> okay so 1920 that is when his murder happens we're getting to the murder uh, specifically on the morning of june 11 1920 the night before he was at the ritz carlton hotel nice. dining with the newly divorced 
I love that as a sort of newly divorced. Newly yeah. divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the olden days version of single and ready to mingle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> newly divorced Viola Krauss, um, his mm. latest conquest. That's a great name. It's not yeah. bad, is it? Viola. Viola, Viola Krauss. <laughs> it sounds like she's going to get lost in Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when they guzzle down seats, eating enough like an elephant? I just thought I would. <laughs> That's very nice. Thanks. <laughs> um, Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Shortly after they dined uh, and drank to their heart's content, they went to see the Midnight Frolic Show. My next question is, what's a Midnight Frolic Show? Oh, that's it's, tits. Is it? Yeah. It's gotta be, right? Tits and pasties. Oh, yeah. It's, this, <laughs> it's the swinging 20s, pasties. right? Pasties. Those kind of pasties. Not pasties. Pasties. <laughs> Past, not pasties. Not, not this. Not what I say. Not like where I'm from, Pasties. Pasties, no pasty, pasties, pasties. Pasties. <laughs> Why didn't any of you correct me? <laughs> Just wanted to see it play I'm out. Looking at you, madam. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually wearing some right now. That is out of order. <laughs> do, 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 get them out. Do, do, do. No, it's not one of those shows. Drunk women <laughs> being awesome. exploiting audience members. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so nothing out of the ordinary uh, seemed to take place during their time out and by 2.30am he'd gotten back home via taxi he then took a short nap and made a couple of short phone calls the last of which in the 20s on yeah. what is Motorola <laughs> what's he making short phone calls on yeah he's going to somewhere are there phone boxes is there can someone research <laughs> no, it was they had rotary phones. Yeah, they, they had that. He was a rich but guy. Paid, I, had to, I had to act that out, you know. Oh, what? He went back to his house and made yeah, phone calls. Yeah, he was home. Oh, fine. So, so he had a little nap. He didn't take a nap at the frolic show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what knackered him up. Can you nap? I can't nap. No. Oh, no. Not, really? Not lately. Nap. Oh, I could nap for my job. Oh, I'm so oh, good at you? napping. Oh, I love it. I've never so had much. a nap that I haven't woken from by going... Ha! <laughs> <laughs> like, never. Not once. really. Yeah, it just. It oh no! I like, do that sometimes at night anyway. <laughs> do you, so you don't nap. I don't nap. I just sometimes get night terrors. <gasps> I still get those. Do you? Yeah. You wake up shouting, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I'm in therapy. <laughs> I need therapy. Actually, I'm not. I just graduated from her. Oh, oh well congratulations! Thanks. Just for a while. <laughs> it's just I came in and she was, she was like pulling 
she was like pulling stuff out of the air to try and talk about things and I was like she's like I'm worried about your health you had a cold last week and your knee's not well this week and I was like well I'll get a personal trainer then I'll see you later <laughs> yeah she doesn't sound like a very yeah. good no she's good I, she's great she's great <laughs> you're an F it's been, it's been great but you know when you're done yeah I'm done yeah yeah nice. anyway this is not about that. oh yeah sorry so he had a short nap he was fine with napping he loved it um, and he made a couple of short phone calls um, and then he went and collected his mail from the doorstep at ten past seven in the morning uh, when mail used to be delivered at ten past seven, am I right, guys? <laughs> hang on, <laughs> hang on a second. Who's having a short nap before ten past seven in the morning? <laughs> Is this not nighttime? So he sleep? went to bed. <laughs> yeah, I think he went to bed. Yeah, he went to bed. He went to bed, and he got up, made a phone call, got his mail. Guys, I just had this eight-hour nap. Holy shit! <laughs> I can nap for England, mate. <laughs> oh well, I just wake up in the morning screaming. Jesus. Okay. Um, so in the morning, um, his housekeeper, Marie Larson, arrived one hour later. She discovered the living room door was locked from the inside, so opened mm. it. Um, and upon entering, what do you think she discovered? Dead He's man. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. He was dead. <laughs> he's sprawled on the floor, okay. and he's he's on his front. Okay. And <laughs> someone like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. He was still alive and dying, and he goes, "Help me!" And then she goes, dies. And she goes, "No, <laughs> <laughs> you're too much of a prick. You fuck loads of women round. Feminism's changing, mate. You're fucked. <laughs> you're getting me too." In 1920, my friend Emmeline's <laughs> gonna fuck you up, mate. <laughs> Was she around then? I'm guessing so. <laughs> yeah, I'm stealing your money and going on the Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she, well, the Titanic's no. already sunk by 1920. Yeah. Oh fuck! Damn. 1912. Okay, we got, we got intel. <laughs> had he been shot? He had been shot. So she discovered a man sitting in a chair in the living room. She saw he had an open letter on his lap, Ooh. and there was unopened mail on the floor beside him. He also had a bullet hole in the middle of his forehead. An Ooh. empty bullet shell was on the floor beside him. She wasn't immediately sure it was her employer. Why? Oh, he never How? had to open oh, that mail. Why? Wait, How he's did sitting he on die? a chair, and she's not sure if it's him. Mm. So, his, but she can see his forehead, so his face can't be covered. Also, why doesn't she know if it's him? Gunshots. Blood. Mm. Let's think about that, right? Lots of blood. Twenty. The nineteen twenties. It isn't a single. His face would have been obliterated. Oh. Big old bullets. Shit guns. Oh, not okay. like they are now. You know, like they're not like that anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, a good gun. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> but there have been those big blunderbusters that would have fucked his face right up. So, so he yeah, sat there without a head, essentially. <laughs> Do you know what? If that was correct, I love the fact I asked that question. That would be so hard. But it's not correct. The reason why um, she couldn't recognise him is because sitting in the chair was a balding man, old, toothless and feeble looking. He looked nothing like the dashing Elwell she knew, but it was him. He was just minus the wigs and the teeth that he wore. Oh, my God. Ooh, twist. I know, right? <laughs> None of us so saw that So the things coming. that the women liked the most weren't even real. That's Ew. how he got women in bed. Here it is. I got it. Go on. <laughs> this is how he got them in bed. Classic. Classic bloke move, right? All hot and stuff. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, I'm really confident and all that. And then later on, he gets them a bit pissed and he starts confiding in them. Women love that. <laughs> <laughs> he sat there confiding and he goes, actually, I've had an insecurity. And we're like, oh my God, what is it? Let me oh, save you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then he's like, the insecurity is, is actually I've lost my hair and my, uh, my teeth. And she goes, it doesn't matter because <laughs> I'm a woman and I, you know, I give birth and stuff. So like I yeah. read from the inside. Yeah. And actually the way that you look doesn't matter at all, Katie. <laughs> 
And you, if that is a wig that you're wearing, no, it's not. Um, it's just your beautiful golden mane. Um, that's how he did it. Yeah. He, yes. he, he duped him into believing the they were going to fix him. He's security guy. He's that guy. Yeah. Oh, come and fix me. That's how yeah. I'm in this relationship I'm in right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then do you think a woman was so appalled by it, she just shot him straight in the head? Oh. No, I'm imagining he said something to that cleaner. Okay, okay. So, yeah, um, yeah so the, basically um, what we've got is we've got a room locked from the inside, no murder weapon in the room, so it's not like he could have shot himself in the head. Um, and there was a window of less than an hour from when he collected his mail to the maid arriving. How, um, who saw him collect the mail? Did the postman literally give it to him? Someone saw him collect his oh, mail. Okay. So they saw I him think Viola's husband... Oh, yeah, like saw her come home late. They fought. He stalks him. Okay, maybe she even gave up his name. He's got a gun. Okay, he's Ooh, taken a nap, who's, so who's he's taken out his teeth Viola's and his wig. Viola, who the, he was the, with, the, the Viola the crowd with him. Oh yeah. Um, is this I'm an unsolved case? This is a cold case. So, oh. Yeah. oh, it is. So I, we're getting close. We're gonna crack it. <laughs> um, yeah. No one. No one has ever found out who killed this guy. Um, oh, Vi- sorry. Viola was recently divorced, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 Uh, so he could have been her husband. We don't know. But so they'd been. So hang on. He'd been with Viola the night before at the Frolic show. Yeah. He comes home. Yeah. He has his nap. He has his nighttime <laughs> nap. <laughs> Couple yeah. phone calls. Couple, a couple phone, phone calls. calls. Who were the phone calls to? Do yeah. we know? Do you know what? I don't know. Well, there's their issue. That's why they've not solved it because they've not done all of the, <laughs> the not, actual yeah. work. Those fucking phone calls, mate. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Whoever he spoke to there, it didn't go well. Well, yeah. this is the thing because they say that they think that he knew. Well, they know really that he knew the person that killed him because he let them in and there was no sign of a struggle um, at they, all. Well, they have a key, surely. Maybe, which the housekeeper had a key, obviously. She'd left the door open ajar, so housekeepers leaving doors open. But then open. it's locked, though, so who locked it? But if he knew the person, he could have gone out to get his mail, and he's like, oh, Phil. It was Phil. Do we know how many people have Come on in. Well, I will give you a little bit more information. The police were baffled by the crime scene. There was no gun found, uh, but the bullet that killed him was found... (laughs) We thought he had great teeth! (laughs) Um, ...was neatly placed on a table in the room. The angle um, of the wound indicated that the killer had been crouched in front of Elwell when the trigger was pulled. Crouched? Yeah. Blowy? (laughs) BJ? BJ. What do we think? So there's a... <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think, the but also, say yes. Also, I was thinking that, like, if she is like, um, if it's a woman that has come and killed him, I feel like he wouldn't open the door without his wig and his teeth onto a he's woman. He's in a com- mm, got to remember wow. as well the position he's in. He's in a comfortable position with someone. If he's crouched over and they've shot him from underneath him, yeah, they've sort of just crouched in front of him and shot. So him he's leant over like this on a chair, mm. and they're down there. Yeah. And they're looking up. So he's obviously in a comfortable position. Who the fuck is getting on the floor in front of him? There's Let me get your unopened mail and hand also it to you. Also, though, what if whoever killed him then took off his wig and took out his teeth Ooh. to show that it was fake? As a trophy. As Yeah, like, this is... <laughs> oh, it's Viola. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Case> closed. <laughs> Viola. Um, Viola shows up to court with, like, dentures on a string <laughs> on a, as a yeah, necklace. Yeah. What was her well, name? Well, 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 I'm Miss Krause and I'm What I was her surname again? Oh, yeah, what was Krause. Viola Krause? Krause. Hi, I'm Viola Krause. I didn't kill him. And why are you wearing all them teeth around your neck? Well, that's just who I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
happen? She did it. Come on. They've had a fight at the, the frolic show. He's looked at another Ooh, bird. Yeah. <laughs> also, if he is Mr. Insecurity and he's like, I've, I've got this insecurity and, and no one will love me without my hair. And then it, so it could still be somebody that no, like one of his conquests that have seen, seen the real him, him like that and, and they're comfortable and then he lets them kneel down but oh no they've got a gun yeah and also nothing was stolen so it's not like so this is why they think it was someone that he knew because he a had vendetta. a Rembrandt in his house like he had yeah and he had stacks of cash um, okay oh my god the Rembrandts went on to write the Friends theme song so this was, <laughs> they weren't right. very well known yet <laughs> that was so good so the NYPD <laughs> That was great. <laughs> I don't know if that gives you little feelings, <laughs> but I really—it really does, Taylor. That was great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> when I'm dead, people will remember how good I was. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Um, so the NYPD quickly set about trying to find a suspect. Does anyone want to hazard a guess at how many suspects were on the uh, on the list? Five, seven, T, three. <laughs> <laughs> Tech team. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was over a thousand different. Oh, yeah. fuck. Man, oh. he real fucked oh, up a lot on. of people. <laughs> wow. How did this guy live as long as he did with a thousand enemies? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them were women. Um, and he was a bit of a womanizer to the extent that the police found a massive collection of lingerie in his bedroom. Oh. Mm. All of which belonged to mm, women who bedded. Go on. That doesn't always mean that. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> come on. Come on, guys. You've seen RuPaul's Drag Race. Come on. Yeah. It could, yeah. could be his own. Although he did have a love list of almost 100 different women, complete with their names and their phone numbers, and he wrote notes about them. Oh, my God. Mm. He, like, gave the marks out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was really bad at dirty talk because I bet it was all like related to cards. We could speak <laughs> at all. He, did, he couldn't speak properly because his denture was going to fall out. Imagine the dentistry in the 20s, Ooh, yeah. 1920. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, baby. You're the full deck. Let's do this. He's oh. not like talking with a load of like proper, like great dentures like my nan's got. He's talking yeah. like, he's talking with wooden teeth. Wooden teeth. <laughs> or ivory or something. They made them of ivory, yeah. Wow. <gasps> Poor elephants. I know. <laughs> Especially as they died for him as well. Like, oh, yeah, shit, he, was he was not yeah. worth it. So obviously Helen, his ex-wife, became a prime suspect in the case. Uh, but within a short period of time, um, she and every other woman the police questions were deemed innocent. Why? Because they're women. Maybe. That's not feminism. Alibis. <laughs> <laughs> Alibis. Send us to the chair like you would a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's what that's, we'd be like that won't we girls everyone in here <laughs> you, you'd tell them you want to be treated exactly like a man in that situation you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to take any liberties at all would you mm, I know like <laughs> so um, yeah I mean that's almost the end because we don't know who did it it's a cold case um, does anyone want to have any sort of Jerry Springer final thoughts on who they think did it <laughs> I kind of feel like to me I think it could be something to do with the housekeeper because it's a locked sort of room mystery mm. she had a key we only know the room was locked because she said it was well also a lot of times it turns out to be the person that found the body that did it yes but typically that's because that's it's why I don't go jogging <laughs> and we don't know but what their the, relationship was like I the, mean yeah. maybe they were involved and he was a real asshole to her and mm. um, you know she what just do we know about enough. is there anything we know about the housekeeper age 
not a, I know her name. Which was? <laughs> well, we'll determine everything from that. Was she, <laughs> was she a suspect? Um, I get, yeah, she, w- she would have been one of the thousand, right. I imagine. Um, they didn't even like try and pin suspect. it on anyone. Wom- women. Huh? Got away with murder. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, you look at it and you just think, why was this not solved? But there were no fingerprints. There was no murder weapon. Do you, so do you think whoever did it maybe was important enough to sort of get off? But then normally they'd pin it on someone that couldn't fight back, wouldn't they? It's surprising nobody went down for this. Somebody yeah. did say they did it. And then they said, and then apparently they were like, oh no, I was just lying. I just wanted to um, have the death penalty to not get away from my wife. But he was like, I want to make my wife and family's life better. So I want to be Oh, killed. that's so sad. Wow. Isn't it? Wow. I thought, wow. Could, oh. I thought we could end this on a high, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's the true meaning of divorce. <laughs> <laughs> So there's one more quite interesting thing about this case, which was uh, it's rumoured that a literary figure, a very famous literary figure, um, is based on him. Uh, so his lower class upbringing, his party lifestyle, and his womanising. Who do you think? Who do you think it could be? I thought it was going to be me, and then you said uh, party lifestyle. No, you said womanising. It's not really my vibe. <laughs> so it's not. It's a fictional character. Jack Dawson from Titanic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of similar-ish, but it's, I mean, it's not. But <laughs> like the Great Gatsby. Guy. Yes. Oh, oh, well done. <laughs> yes, Jay Gatsby from the Great Gatsby. Yeah. yeah. Do you know I stopped myself short of patting your knee, <laughs> and I just. I wouldn't mind. Okay. I love that. It's, <laughs> I love that Leo is still involved in this story. Yeah, you, know, you were. You like she went almost. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll pretend that I made that link. I totally didn't. Oh. He's so attractive in that movie, isn't he? You Which know when one? you like turn in Great Gatsby. You know mm. when he turns around oh, and he's got the champagne it. glass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so he. So the Great Gatsby. It was based around this guy. In theory, yeah. That's well. That's a rumor. But um. he doesn't murder. Get murdered at the end of it. No, and that's definitely his hair and his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I that would be a good alternate ending to that film. <laughs> would it be a better ending? Let's be honest, yeah. that film sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, so we've got just enough time for a listener crime. Um, so is Eran in the audience? Hey, at the front. Yes, amazing. Uh, please come on up. Give him a round of applause. Yay! Hi. Hello. Hi there. How do we really say your name? We um, were debating. It's uh, Iran, actually. Iran? Uh, yes. Okay. Iran. Iran. Hi, but Iran. But Iran's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let people fuck up your name. I've never understood that. When people are like, you can just say what you want. Like, no. Say it fucking right. Iran. <laughs> Uber drivers go. call me JD all the time. <laughs> Spelt J-A-Y-D-E. It's quite difficult for people, apparently. <laughs> um, but Uber drivers call me JD all the time. JD. That's how my cousin's name is spelt, too. J-A-Y, what? Yeah. <laughs> She's got Have you been a victim of crime? What happened? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, in keeping with tonight's theme, this is also a cold case. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> um, so about 10 years ago, I was uh, flat sharing with my best mate, and we were, at the time, in between washing machines. So we either had to go to the laundrette. <laughs> or hand wash. Or, <laughs> or hand wash, or go to, uh, just drive over to our parents, which are pretty close by. Yep. Um... And so about end of the week, when you get enough washing in the washing bag, it's about, about time to go. I pack a bag, put everything inside, go down to my car, pack it in, uh, in there, and then just uh, remember, I've left something upstairs. Went upstairs for what must have been all of 10 minutes, and when I got back down again, I realized that my car had been burgled. Ooh. 
and everything was still in there, except the for my bag of dirty washing. Someone stole your dirty clothes. A week's wa- worth of dirty clothes. But not stolen. your car stereo oh. or anything. Uh, there was a good car stereo in there. There was quite a, quite a lot of CDs because this is 2009. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They wow. spared my Spice Girls, but I took my hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? Sorry if you said where is this? Oh, this is Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Oh, I've just been to Tel Aviv. Oh. Sounds very like Tel Aviv. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't at all. Although not nicking your Spice Girls album doesn't sound very Tel Aviv, I'll be honest with you, mate. <laughs> no, we're cap- still stuck in the 90s over there. So. Uh, How the did they get into the car? Was it forced yeah. entry? Was the car just open? Um, do you know what? I think I might be partly to blame for that. I may have forgotten to lock the doors. but uh, Okay. <laughs> They're definitely so this was a really washing. quick <laughs> chancer who just opened an unlocked door and grabbed the first thing they saw and or thought, Or someone who'd hope. been watching for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and is now sniffing your underwear. <laughs> What kind of bag was it? It was like your garden variety gym bag. <laughs> it was a gym bag. Oh. Like an Adidas type gym bag. Okay. They thought money was in that. <laughs> they thought there was diamonds right in the middle of one of those hoodies. And every time Facebook Memories throws like a photo at you, you see one of those lost items from, oh. ten, from ten years. So <laughs> tragic. Are there any famous Israeli sports figures? R- I'm um, just thinking gym bag. Oh, like yeah, maybe they they just took it. They either took a chance and they thought there was something else in there, or they really needed the clothes, or they're now selling them on the internet for like sniff people that like sniffing clothes. <laughs> what do you um? What do you do as a job? Um, uh, I'm a writer. You're a writer, and have you were you writing in 2009? I was, yes. What do you write? Um, children's television, drama, whatever they throw at me. Okay, so in 2009, the time when you lost your Adidas Holdall, what were you writing? <laughs> I was, think I was doing a pilot at the time. Okay, so you got a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing jealous other writer who didn't get the pilot. <laughs> who wanted to fuck your week up by nicking your clothes Ooh. that you would wear to work. Yeah, were there were there rivals? <laughs> You're gonna be a naked writer, <laughs> <laughs> commando writer. <laughs> who were your biggest <laughs> in like 2009? This. Who were your biggest enemies? <laughs> oh gosh, where, where does one begin? <laughs> no, only the one actually. <laughs> where was Ooh. your flatmate? Um, oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, he was with his yes, girlfriend at the time, I think. Was he though? Was <laughs> he around? <laughs> Did he secretly want loads of your hoodies? He had his own collection. Can I, I ask think. another was, question? Go, go for it. <laughs> Tel Aviv. What time of year was this? Um, April. April. Why have you got hoodies in your um, in your holder? If it's April, it's hot in Tel Aviv. I'm desperately holding on to winter for dear life before the big summer begins. Oh, okay. I mean, it sounds like I'm questioning you. Uh, <laughs> it does. Detective Adams. How quickly after this incident did you get a washing machine? Because you said you were in between washing machines. About three days. It was your it was your flatmate. It definitely rushed us. Yeah, yeah. So Lit he was like, Stop. "Were you were you like, oh, let's hold you out." You were dragging your feet with the washing machine, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Look, motherfucker, mm-hmm. we need one." Are you still in touch with your flatmate? We're best friends. Yeah, yeah lives you in were. Canada. Lives in Canada now. Of course, of course he does. He does. <laughs> no, no extradition treaty. Taylor, go and find him. Go home. <laughs> <laughs>
I think we've solved that. Yeah. Thank you. And also, we uh, we forgot to buy any booze for the people that came up, so we're going to send you a T-shirt. Woo-hoo. How about that? Woo-hoo. He'd prefer the booze, of course, but... Uh, <laughs> right, thank you. Well, um, Jade, all that we need to know now is what are you up to? Let us know. Let our listeners know. Tell us everything. So if you're going up to Edinburgh, I'm doing a new show called The Ballad of Kylie Jenner's Old Face. <laughs> Which is uh, my uh, <laughs> shot at trying to take myself seriously as a stand-up comedian because I had an agent who said that I don't take myself seriously enough as a stand-up comedian. Mm. So when she said that to me, I looked at my ex-agent and I thought to myself, <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's right. So this year I'm taking myself seriously. Uh, I'm doing the whole show in a black turtleneck. <laughs> There's going to be no bells and whistles because people are quite. I'm synonymous with like songs and sequins and big hair and stuff, ah. and that stuff you cannot be considered a proper comic if you are fannying around <laughs> with fun stuff. <laughs> so I'm doing a show about my issues with fourth wave feminism. Ooh. Ooh, but you're doing it as like a sarcastic response to your agent. Pretty much. <laughs> no, it's not about her. It's about I. I have lots of conversations in it. I speak to an. I speak to like uh, teenagers in it. Essentially, what it is is uh, I, I. I as I'm trying to take myself seriously, I actually do take myself seriously. Okay. And I am. Um, I'm having a conversation about. Uh, who are role models for young girls right now. Okay. Whilst we all talk about feminism and we understand it, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a bit of an epidemic going on with the old girls and their role models are girls who hoochie dance in front of um, signs that say feminist whilst their cheating husband gropes them on the ass. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I feel sometimes, I'm, I know, it's contentious, isn't it? But it's all right, <laughs> people aren't perfect, okay? It's just you're not allowed to stand in front of the word feminist and do that, all right? That's my issue, okay? Do what you want, just, you know, Sort of. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so I talk about her. I talk about the Kardashians, and okay. I talk about um, uh, sort of all that sort of stuff. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's all stand up, which I haven't done before. So I like to take myself ah, out of my comfort zone every year so interesting. and do something new because um, you know people end up. You, uh, uh, it's nice to bring in a new audience if you sort of change mm. things up. Yeah, and I push myself, and there's no songs or anything like that Amazing. this year. And what time what, is it yeah, on? Where is it? I'm on a Pleasants two at nine thirty p.m. Okay, cool. Um, I also have on the September twenty first a major streaming platform. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is has given me the opportunity to yeah. uh, do a TV special of a show that yeah. I've written. Awesome! So, thank you. You're very nice. Um, it's going to be on at the Bloomsbury Theatre. Two shows at six pm and nine pm oh, on the twenty first of September, and it'll be a show that I've written. I can't say which show or what streaming platform. <laughs> 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 I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah. Um, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, can you please give it up for Jade Adams? Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. You've heard the podcast, now buy the merch. There's a full range of certified organic cotton t-shirts, jumpers and hoodies all on the website. Just go to drunkwomensolvingcrime.com.
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.